Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast that teaches you about coaches, who they are, what they do, and how they can bring value to your life so that you can live more vibrantly. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Amanda Winkler with Wink's Healthy Living LLC. Amanda was a pleasure to talk to, very easy to talk to, very relatable, and um, just open and willing to share her experiences and the things that she's been through um, with emotional eating and yo-yo dieting and things like that. And the help that she was able to find, she now gives to others. And um, it's a beautiful process and great to listen to her journey and what she's you know, been through and how she helps others. She is a emotional eating and spiritual mindset coach. She's certified in nutrition and then she also is learning, transitioning into energy practice and, and, and teaching about that. Um, it was very interesting to talk to her. I learned a lot and if it resonates with you, please reach out to her to work with her. You know, she helps clients with self-love, cultivating mindset, forgiveness, Um, identifying and managing self-limiting beliefs, emotional eating, and um, all kinds of things to help you live a more vibrant life. So feel free um, to reach out to her if this episode resonates with you. As always, I am here for you as well. And um, just check it out. I know that there's a lot of value there for you today. And just have a great day and live vibrantly. So tell us a little bit about you and about how you came to be Winks Healthy Living LLC. Sure. So my journey actually starts as far back as eight years old. I've always struggled with emotional eating, yo-yo dieting. Recently, I was diagnosed with depression. And I think I've had that, honestly, since I was a kid, as far as I remember. So it's always been a struggle. And 2016, I was in a really toxic relationship. And my crutch was going to food. Like, I remember being so upset two to three times a week. I would go, I would get a carton of the chocolate peanut butter ice cream. And that was my comfort food. And I remember I had a friend ask me the one day, she said to me, do you want to work out with me? And I was kind of like taken back because I was not in shape. I was just not in that place to do any type of exercise or movement. And I said to her, okay, like I'll do it. And that's what actually started me getting back onto my healthy living and that journey. And I think that having that one person and having that one support system was so influential to me that that's what I wanted to be for other people. I never want people to feel like that they're alone or that they can't do it because their limiting beliefs are getting in the way. Right. So once I started to get on my healing journey and back on track, I felt so inclined to help others. So I invested in my first business coach and that's when Wink's Healthy Living just took off. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) That's quite a story. Those kind of struggles are are very common for people, but for women especially. And I mean, you've been through that and that's amazing. And then you found a way through it with a friend and help and, and now you're helping other people. And yes. That's really awesome. I like that because you're able to empathize, but then as a coach, you're that objective accountability in their lives that helps them. Exactly. And actually, you know, actually realize the beliefs that have been keeping them in that yo-yo cycle that they've been going through. 
Exactly. And also too, I was so motivated when I hired my business coach. I also hired a life coach for myself just to keep me accountable as well. And she helped me with not only morphing my career, but also helping me in health and nutrition as well, because that was her expertise. So I was able to gain a lot of knowledge through her. And I think having her as that constant cheerleader just drove me even more to being able to help not only myself, but other people. Yeah, I think that's one of the important things about coaches that I want to get out for everyone is that, you know, in my story, like when I found my coach, for me, I felt like it was a rock bottom situation. You know, I had depression, I had anxiety, and I was just miserable. I've been searching and searching for help. And then coaching changed my life. But I still have a coach. I have a life coach. I have a group coach. I have a group business coach they have coaches and mentors. It's not just something that, you know, if you are completely miserable and struggling, yeah, get a coach. That's awesome. But if you just want to level up, I always say it's the ultimate form of self-care because it's someone to help you train and keep your mind in the right mind space, you know, just like a personal trainer. It's an investment in yourself. And that's something that I feel like you can't put a price tag on that experience that you get with having, whether it's a life coach, a spiritual mentor, I have a spiritual mentor right now. And just what I've learned in the past three months, I mean, it's amazing how much you can bloom and how much more self-development you can get. Like you're always learning and having that cheerleader has just been such a game changer. Right. It's like any other kind of coach. Like I said, it's almost like you're Rocky Balboa. And that's your, your, your guy at the corner, you know, he's keeping you going and you're the, you know, you're the boxer, you know what you're doing, but that person being there, you know, reminding you who you are, what you do, that is, is amazingly helpful. And, oh, absolutely. And it, you know, it takes you, like I said, to level up, to keep going, to keep pushing and growing and, and, you know, living up to, I don't want to say your potential, no pressure, but just being the person that you know that you are and you want to be. Exactly. Creating like that better version of yourself. And that's the thing too. I think that's beautiful is that we're always changing and we're always evolving So being able to have that cheerleader, whether you're in the stage of health and nutrition, or if you're in the stage of like spiritual growth, like we're always shifting and always changing. And I always do believe that there's always room to learn more and have that person that's going to guide you through whatever phase of life that you're in. I mean, currently right now, I have a group program that I'm working with for women and it's called Metamorphosis. It's my first time working with them. And it's so beautiful because we're literally starting from this like cocoon to butterfly effect. So I'm helping them with their mindset because I truly believe that the foundation, it all starts with our mindset. So if our mindset's not working so great, we're not going to get other results that we're really expecting, right? Like we really have to cultivate our mindset. So we're working on that. And then the next phase is that we're diving into our whys and like what the motivation is. Because if we don't know why we're doing something, are we really going to be motivated? I feel like that's a huge thing too. Oh, yes. That comes Mm -hmm. up with my clients all the time. I'm like, you have to write down those whys because you're going to face hard times and you're going to be, you're going to say, why am I doing this again? Do I really want (laughs) exactly? And that's when you go back and you're like, yes, yes, I do. I, I have these whys. I know what it is that I truly want. 
And a lot of times too, we have to dig deeper in than just like for something that's face value, like to say, I want to get healthy. And I'm like, that's awesome. But we have to dig deeper than that, right? There has to be some type of emotional feeling or a reason tied to why you really want it. So I think that's such a beautiful thing too. Yeah. Great point. Just like, oh, I just want to be healthy. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that, that's nice. That's a good start. But why? And the thing too, healthy looks different for everyone. There's, I really feel like we have our own personal goals. We have our own strengths and healthy can look different. Like for me, it could look like I just want, you know, to feel good in my own skin versus somebody else wants to feel good in their clothes or just, you know, wants to be around for their children. So it really does vary depending on person to person. And like you said, that's why it's good to, to dig into it instead of just like, I want to be healthy. Well, you know, I want to be healthy for more years with my kids to be able to play with them more and, you know, things like that. Or someone who is single and has no kids, they might want to travel the world and go rock climbing and, you know, all kinds of things that they want to be healthy for into their future for years. And that's crucial. I mean, if that's your life that you dream of and health is a key component to it, that's a big why. That's a big motivation. For sure. Yeah. So I'm really excited for these women. We're digging into like breaking the cycle because that I think is big. We got into these cycles and habits that we don't even realize we're doing. We're like, why isn't this working? Like, why am I not seeing any changes in my life? But again, that comes to the mindset and we're stuck in the cycle. But yeah, I'm really excited for them. And I think that it's definitely some key points that we need to focus on. One other thing before I forget too, because I forgot to mention this in the beginning, I also have a background in social work and mental health. So I wanted to share that with you. Awesome. I'm interested in, in getting further education in that kind of stuff as well. So that's good that, that you already have that. That's, yes. That's great background and education. For sure. Call Amanda, ladies. That was her stuff. <laughs> and, and I was also going to say, like, your group, Metamorphosis, and you talked about the butterfly. Mm-hmm. That's actually really great. And um, my coach was just talking to me the other day about butterflies and that she had been learning about the process of going into the cocoon. And, you know, we always picture it like the caterpillar crawls in there and they sprout these wings and they fly out. And it's actually not like that. It's like they mm-hmm. fall all apart. And then they have like this epic, painful struggle when they do come together to get out of the cocoon. You know, she said that there had been a study and I've always known this about things in eggs, but that, you know, some of the researchers tried to help them out of the cocoon because it was just such a trial for them. And those butterflies did not make it. They did not fare well if they were helped. So Mm -hmm. that's perfect because when we do coaching, a lot of the times we want to feel better and, and that's important. And we get there. But then when you get there, you want growth and growth takes you out of that, that happy place for a bit. It's uncomfortable. You know what? And I think that this needs to be talked about more too, is that growth is sticky. There's going to be resistance. There might be some heavy energies surrounded by it. And that's part of the process. And it is so scary, but in order to get out of our comfort, so we have to go through the crap, right? Like that's exactly it. And I think like you were saying too, when they were trying to be helped or forced out, they didn't fare as well because they still had to go through their own process. So that, that's really powerful. Yeah. It, so many times we, we want to avoid that str- you know, struggle in our lives as much as possible, but it, it's key. It's key to growth. Failure, people want to avoid failure, but you don't get anywhere without failing along the way. Nobody ever has. You absolutely have to go through the tough stuff in order to grow and come out stronger through it. It's the same thing with healing. Like if you think of 
energy healing, us as healers, we've gone through the stickiness, we've gone through the uncomfortability. And that's how we're able to relate and empathize with others is because we've been there and we've gone through it. So we're able to support. It's just genuine, like we understand. So yeah, it's it's good to have that that understanding and that empathy. And then again, Mm -hmm. you know, you step into your role as coach, and you can help them be objective and help them step yes. out of that mindset. And Absolutely. Into. And that, that's like, that's one of the beautiful things about being a coach, a master coach that I follow. She's been a coach for years. She's a master, master certified. And, and she was talking about, she has a coach. And I, I just loved the way she said it, excuse the language, but she mm-hmm. said, you know, even I have a coach because sometimes I buy my own bullshit. Yes. <laughs> so true. Yeah. So I mean, like the smarter you are, and then even having coaching tools, you can work yourself around things in your mind. And then having that coach that's been there, but is also objective, they can be like, okay, wait, let's dig into this thought that, that yeah. you're telling yourself here. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm telling you, coaches need coaches. It's the same thing. Like therapists need therapists. It's the same approach. And it's true. You can coach your through challenging situations. Um, but I really think having that objective support and being able to kind of bounce that feedback off, I know for me that has been super helpful in my journey because I'll think of something a certain way and my coach will be like, yeah, but what about if we kind of reframe it and look at it from this perspective? And you're like, oh, okay, I see where you're going with this. I can work on that. So they really, in a sense, pull you out of that cocoon and give you another perspective. Yes, like they, like they always say that two minds are better than one. So true. But yeah, that's what I love working on too, just with my one-on-one clients is that there is so much that filters into one another. Like I truly don't believe that nutrition is black and white. Same thing with energy healing, any of that. I really think they all marry each other and they're all connected. So that's why I really created metamorphosis is to kind of show those different phases of the transformation. Because if we don't work on our mindset, how can we really know our whys? And if we know our whys, okay, now how can we break the habit of what isn't working? We also dig into stress eating as well, because a lot of the clients that I work with are struggling with their eating patterns, just, you know, with everything going on in the world, we're more isolated now than ever. So that doesn't help with depression, anxiety, we're quarantined, we're not really as social. Sure, we've got Zoom calls, but it's just not the same as that human connection and being, you know, able to hold like a loved one's hand, like it's just not the same. So we're really digging deep into the stress eating part and like knowing what our triggers are. I think that is really important because if we don't know what's triggering it, how are we supposed to move forward? You know, I've talked with women that say that they've been bored eating and I'm like, well, it's not that fact that you're bored. It's the fact that A, we're less busy than we've ever been. So now we've got this time to basically be idle and sit with our feelings and it's uncomfortable. So now we're sitting with our feelings. We're not riding the wave of the uncomfortable feelings. And so we're looking for that instant gratification. What's quick and easy. I'm going to go down to the kitchen and just get those chocolate chip cookies. That makes me feel better. It feels good. And then 15 minutes later, it's all like shame and guilt. And heck, I've been there. Like that was my life years ago. That cycle was on repeat like a record. So that's another thing that I love helping these women on is really diving deep into what are the emotions behind this? Because it's not boredom. Right. That's Mm -hmm. so true. There's so many things we do to avoid bad feelings or to create good feelings. And food is, is 
especially, you know, like chocolate, that's, that's a instant dopamine hit that we can feel good for a moment. And, and we just, we just go to that, especially when we're stressed or, you know, if you're at home more alone and you're not as busy, like you said, you start thinking, it's not that you're bored. You start thinking about stuff and you're like, you know what? I would like to feel good for a moment. Let me go have some chocolate. I, I definitely have uh, been into uh, macros and tracking and, and lifting weights for, for years. And um, during this time, surprisingly, I, I, you know, I didn't even realize it for a while until it was until I was like, oh, I'm eating a lot of brownies and cookies, which have always mm-hmm. been a thing of mine, but just an excessive amount. And I was like, oh, something is something is going on here. When you just said macros, I went, oh, <laughs> just like cringed a little bit. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, 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 it's okay. No, I know. And I, I understand that too. Um, I think for me with macros, it's just like that restriction. For me personally, I know everyone's completely different. So it's all good if you count macros for sure. But yeah, you're right. It does kind of give you that insight too of like, holy crap, what am I actually eating? I mean, I'm very, like the, the reason I do the macros for me yeah. um, is actually the flexibility. Uh, right. And my, my boyfriend, he's always like, you're eating a Pop-Tart and you know, that's not healthy. Do you really want that? And I'm like, but it's, it's my macros. <laughs> and you're allowed to, and that's the beautiful thing too, is like, you're allowed to have those things, right? Like it's just about creating a well-balanced plate. That's really all it is. And yeah, we're allowed to have Pop-Tarts and we're allowed to still have the foods that we love and still feel good in our skin. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. for for me, I know, like you said, for some people, it it can be restrictive, but for me, it was like education and just looking at the entire picture. Okay. This is what I have done so far today. I love it. Maybe I throw in a salad tonight or something, you know, to balance, to balance it out. For sure. I'm definitely about balance and, and, and more to mm-hmm. the, uh, the brownie cookie side for me personally. Oh, same. Absolutely. <laughs> but okay. So you coach women with emotional eating and, and the yo-yo cycle and things like that. What is the energy thing? Cause that sounded really interesting that you're, that you're kind of adding in transforming to right now. Yes. So I truly believe in order for ourselves to heal, we have to do it from the inside out. and. Yes, the food is part of it, but I do truly believe that if we're tapping into our inner truths and going back to our root, like our inner core, that is where that beautiful transformation happens. And I truly believe as well, like tapping into the mindset, speaking our inner truths, who we are as a person, like if we're not nurturing and parenting ourselves, it makes it really hard for, let's say if weight loss is your goal, that's great. And I can teach you all the strategies, but what am I teaching you in the inside? What are you feeling on the inside? So I'm really incorporating a lot of energy healing into my practices as well. So unfortunately with COVID-19 and everything happening, I'm not doing as much of the hands-on work, but I'm more so teaching these women how to really tap into their inner goddess and their healing energy. The, the mm-hmm. mindset is key. I, I I work out all the time. I just enjoy lifting weights and, and I teach self-compassion. If you hate your body, you can push yourself. You can white knuckle it. You can get in the gym, you know, five days a week and get in there and show up and go through a workout and you can get results. But if you hate every minute of it, that's going to create that yo-yo cycle, right? Correct. Because as soon as you get to a place where you're like, oh, okay, I like this. You're just going to stop and it's going to all fall apart. You have to start again. And even 
doing that and white knuckling through and hating it the whole way, how you show up and do it is going to be so different that your results aren't going to be what they would be if you had the right mindset. Yes. And that's exactly it. If you're hating it every minute, it's miserable. Yeah. It's not going to be long-term and sustainable, but if you're showing up in this place of power and really tapping into your true self and what you see for yourself a year from now, it makes you show up so much more powerfully. Like what is your reason for being there? And being honest with yourself too. Like if your self-image is skewed and you are not working on that piece, I find it harder to maintain, you know, that balance in your life. So I really think that the energy piece is big because everything is made up of energy. Our bodies are the biggest energy conductor that there is aside from, you know, planet earth, right? So whatever we put... (laughs) (laughs) So whatever we put in is the energy that we're going to put out. So if we're putting out all of this negative and I feel like crap and I'm not doing it, that's exactly what we're attracting back in. And then we're sitting here wondering why, oh my goodness, why haven't I made any improvement? But it goes back to your energy. I feel like that piece is so key because sure, like we can feel great on the outside, but feel like complete crap on the inside. And I truly believe in order to be sustainable and be the best version of yourself, we have to work on both. And the inside really does come before the outside. You know, I've had clients say to me, oh my gosh, I feel so good. Like I fit better in my jeans, but I just don't feel good mentally. And my energy is really low. So we really have to find ways of being able to heighten that energy. And that comes from within inside. Absolutely. Like if you're hating yourself and beating yourself up and struggling through it, yeah, the, you might look great in those jeans, but you're exhausted and you're not happy. Exactly. And, right. and that mindset stays with you. You're still going to hate your body. Oh, absolutely. And that, that's the big thing that I focus on with the women that I work with is really honing in on their energy. I actually had a client say to me the other day, this was a past client. She's like, okay, well, I decided to go back to nutrition shakes. And I was like, what? Like, where did that come from? And she goes, but I always remember what you taught me about mindset. And, you know, every day I try to affirm myself and really motivate by saying my I am statements. And I've always do your I am's every morning. Look at yourself in the mirror and what are three words that align with you and feel really good for you for that day. And she's like, every day I still do that. And it's just so powerful. And I'm like, just hearing that, that's amazing. The fact that she's using those tools and affirming herself every day. I was kind of like, okay, let's not focus on the shakes here. Like let's focus on the mindset. And just to hear that she still utilizes that on a day-to-day basis. I said, what power? Because her self-esteem has really improved and even her self-worth. Yeah. Like that self-compassion is key to the sustainable changes, you know, loving yourself just like you are with any perceived or real, you know, flaws, which we all have because we're humans. When you love that and then you love yourself, you're wanting what's best. You're just wanting what's Mm -hmm. best for you. You're not suffering through things for just this ideal, like this is what I should be doing. So I'm going to fight through it. That's a big thing too. The shoulds, the coulds, I need to, I have to, that's all limiting language. So when we're feeding ourselves that, we're actually ourselves farther away from our goals. But if we sit down and we reframe our language is, well, today I could be, I have a client right now. She always says, I'm trying. And I said, you're doing. Like, I'll always call her out on that from a place of love. And I'm like, but you're doing it. You're not trying, you're doing it. And when she shows up in this place, I'm doing it. 
she's doing so much more too for herself than she realizes. A perfect example, we were on a phone call. She's like, I'm going to try to do rows. I said, you're trying? She's like, no, I'm definitely doing them tonight. And I said, look at that language shift. As soon as we got off that phone call, she went and did the rows. And I said, definitely versus trying. I said, just be aware and catching yourself in your limiting language. Because when we use that energy exchange, we're putting that energy out there saying, I'm going to try. We're more likely not to do it. But if you're saying, I am definitely doing it, I'm going to do it, this is my intention today, you're so much likely to show up for yourself, so much more likely to do that. Yeah, that language yeah. Is, is very important. And um, that's Star Wars wisdom right there. Yoda <laughs> says, uh, yes. do or do not, there is no try, something like that. I love that. And yeah, like you said, it's very common. I need to, I should. And usually that's the first growth step. They try to, clients try to go from, I should to, I need to. It's like, no, back to those whys, back to those wants. You, you want to. I call myself out. I sometimes will say, well, I think, or I do. And I'm like, Amanda, no. I'm like, come on. <laughs> so like, you have to even call yourself out on it. Cause it's definitely something that, you know, is a work in progress and it does, it feels uncomfortable. We've had this language for how many years of our lives. And now we're trying to rewire our brain to give ourselves different messages. It takes time. And I think that's where it can get frustrating for a lot of people too. And I've been here as well, where it's like, but it's not working. It's, it's not that instant gratification and it's not going to be. And that's a big message I want to just share for women in general that it's okay. We're all on our own beautiful journey and it is going to take time and to just have patience and keep pursuing on the days where it's so hard to show up. That's where we need to show up the most. And it's the same thing for our limiting language. It's okay if you say I try, right? But we're just trying to reframe it and continue on that journey. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, that's so true. And especially with the shoulds um, and women in particular, it's like we just have been ingrained for the longest time of all these things that we should do. And when you first tell somebody there are no shoulds, there's immediate resistance. There's like, oh, no, no, no. I should clean my house. Like, no, you don't have to clean your house. Yes. That, that's not true. You could have someone else do it. You know, you could let it be messy. It's not a should. And people just, they can't even accept that. One day my coach had said to me that I was shooting on myself. And the way she said it, you know, I like to say, stop shooting on yourself. It sounds right. like saying something else. And <laughs> yeah. that's perfect because that is how you feel. You don't feel motivated when you're like, I should do this. No. Yeah. You're, if anything, it's a block like that you're blocking yourself from doing what you feel like doing. I agree. When you put the should label on, you're just pushing yourself further away from it. And I, honestly, I think we put so many expectations on ourselves because like you said, nobody's telling us that we should clean our house, but it's our personal expectation that we're setting for ourselves. So if we miss that bar, it feels like we completely failed. But who, who is telling you that you should be doing these things? It's our personal belief and expectation. I think we're our own worst critics. We, we put so much pressure on ourselves and we're not disappointing anyone around us. We're just disappointing ourselves. So we can, we have the ability to take that pressure off of ourselves. We just have to allow it and accept it and be okay with it, right? Finding that okay. Right. That it's okay to right. be, you know, that the house isn't clean today. Like giving ourselves grace, I huge believer in giving ourselves grace. We have to be flexible with ourselves. And it just changes 
just completely how you show up. If you were going out, like say to lunch with a friend that needed you mm-hmm. and you're so busy and you're like, well, she needs me. I should do this. Like, how are you showing up for her? And does she really want you? Would she really want you there with that attitude? You know, if yeah. you go back to your wants, you know, I want to do this. I want to be there for her. These other things can wait. I don't have to do them then you show up and you're engaged and you're present with her and it's a totally different experience. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was like my go-to all the time was like the yes girl, right? Like you said, you don't really want to do it, but you're going to do it anyway. Like just being that yes person. Oh my gosh. So many boundaries were broken with that. And I would drain myself. Like I would be so drained from saying yes to everyone and not setting limits. And just by doing my own healing work and, you know, working with my life coach and my spiritual mentor, I really found that setting boundaries is a form of self-care and it's okay to say no. Like we have to fill our cups first in order to be able to fill others. So I'm really glad that you mentioned that because that's another thing too, going on the healing journey is that it's okay to set up those boundaries for yourself. You know, you don't have to clean your house today or you don't have to go out with a friend if your cup isn't filled first like we have to be able to set those limits yeah and like you said it's important to do self-care and it and it's not selfish because if you really thought about it if my friend was busy and feeling overwhelmed and having those conflicts and not wanting to be there with me I would rather her say no. I would rather exactly. her come to me and trust me as a friend to accept that, that she says no today. Yeah, because she's not going to be able to be there in her fullest power. And yeah, same thing like you were saying too with self-care. I just did a training on this. We were talking about like how, okay, I'm going to go get my you know toenails painted or I'm going to do face masks. And I'm like, but self-care is so much more deeper than just like the action of getting your nails done or face masks. Like set Setting boundaries, forgiving yourself, saying no, you know, saying yes to things that are good for you, filling your own cup, you know, being able to distance yourself from social media. Those are all things that are self-care and it's not the act of physically doing something for yourself. Like pampering is great for self-care, but there's so much inner work that comes along with self-care too that we don't even recognize. Like I had to say no the other day for a meeting because I was just like, I don't have the energy to show up. And that was me giving myself self-care. And then when you can do it, then you really show up and it's better yes. that way. Such a different place of energy and power. Right. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I love the physical self-care too. I, I love a massage and things like that. Yeah. And it it's good, you know, to give the body that break because you have a lot of stress in the body. And, and when yes. you get your nails done or get a massage, it helps release that. But, you know, if it's just a temporary little physical break and you're not getting the mental work in, when you step back into a situation that's not a nice massage, um, mm-hmm. you're going to be right back in the right back in the thick of it because right. there was no healing. There was no actual like mental recovery. So yeah, that's very, a very important part of self-care. For sure. Yep. It's definitely like that temporary relief. Heck, I like a good massage. I miss them since we've been in quarantine. It's been like three months, so I totally get it. Yes. That's I'm like, when this thing clears up enough, I can't wait to get a massage and I want to go do another, um, isolation float. I don't know if you've ever done. Oh, I've never done that. What is that? So they have these chambers filled with salt water. It's just a foot of water and you, but you float, you just automatically float. No effort whatsoever. You close the chamber. It's pitch black. So it's like a, it's sensory deprivation. You can have music if you want, but I, I turned off the music. 
um, and it's just pitch black and you're floating. And once you float for a while, the water is like the perfect temperature and you don't even, you get to choose what you wear. But I went in, you know, the way I came into the world and you don't even feel the water and it's just like, you're just floating. That is amazing. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the science. I mean, I'm, I'm a very non woo person. I like science. So I don't know the science behind it if, it, if it's proven, but for me, my mind cleared up, you know, it was very meditative and it physically just felt amazing. So I can't wait to do it again. That sounds beautiful. I'll have to check and see if we have that in New Jersey. We have to, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. I'm sure you have yeah. one. I, yeah, yeah. Check that out. It's really, it's fun. Um, they I, also have like these salt, I think it's like salt caves that they have in New Jersey and it's supposed to help you too with your energy healing as well and just create some muscle relaxation. So that's another thing. Oh yeah. That sounds awesome. But yeah. So I mean, the energy piece, I really do find that that is something that I've been incorporating more to help women. Because again, I just think that the healing from the inside out is so important. I love the food piece and being able to create that well balance. But I also love to work with the deeper self because again, mental health too right now is on such a rise because of the isolation that we're going through. And I really believe that, you know, tapping into that piece as well, you know, is able to just show so much growth and we have to tap into it. If we're not taking care of ourselves emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, like that's all pieces of us, right? And we have to nurture each of those pieces with balance. Right. It's not focused on enough. Um, there is just so much of us just running around, running through life, ignoring, you know, our needs and just going, 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 and we're exhausted and we're burnt out. And it's like, why, why, why is it like this? You know, mm -hmm. what do I do? Right. And it's like, well, it takes work, but the mind work, the mindset, it's key. It's super important. Right. Something that I've been incorporating into my practice as well is crystals. I'm not sure if you're too familiar with them, but just using those as energy conductors too, because each crystal has their own healing property. So that's something that I've been incorporating more too, because there's ones that help you with weight loss. Now, again, when I mention crystals, I don't like talking about it in a sense of like, that's medical advice. It's not like I would never say if you're currently getting treated for any medical condition to use crystals as like a replacement, like stay and follow your doctor's orders, but it's more so used as an aid. And also too, with crystals, we also have to do the work. So for example, one crystal that I use with my clients is blue appetite. And that is actually for emotional eating. So it helps you with emotional eating, motivation, creativity. And that's just a little bit of an energy conductor to help you. So I have one client that if she goes downstairs and is kind of getting fidgety and really wants something to eat, but realizes she's not hungry, she'll play with it like in her hand to kind of give her that energy power of like, am I really hungry right now? Let me stop and pause and read my body cues. So that's like a different way that I also incorporate some energy healing too. And that's not for everybody. I definitely don't, don't follow any of that. Don't know any about, mm -hmm. about any of that, but I would say um, from my perspective, just having that, and having that as a reminder 
of what energy you're focusing on. I mean, that's part of how thought work works. You set some kind of reminder up so that you practice your new thoughts regularly throughout the day because you've been having the other ones for so long, you know, they don't just switch out. You have to practice. So yeah, if I had something like that, a crystal, that would be a reminder to me. Exactly. I would sit there and, and, you know, have it focus on it and think about what, what my goals are, what my wants are. And definitely that would be helpful. <laughs> and it's a beautiful aid for manifestation too. So there's different crystals for different ailments, for immunity, fertility, you know, anxiety, depression. So it's quite the array. Like I said, for me, I'm very holistic and my approach is very well-rounded. Like I like to focus on all the different domains because I again, believe that we are different parts. We have so many different parts to our one being. So if we're not nurturing each of those parts, I don't think we're getting as much of a whole well-rounded experience and that's real transformation. That's really my goal is for being able to just transform each part of yourself to be the best version of you. Because you're not emotional eating. You're not any of these labels, right? You're not depression. You're not anxiety. Like we're not put in a box. We have so many beautiful pieces to our soul. Wow. Yeah, that's very good. You are not those things. They don't define you. They don't. They don't. And I mean, I just opened up recently on social media about my diagnosis with depression. And I, you know, I said my diagnosis doesn't define me and it doesn't define my capabilities as a social worker, as a coach, as a fiance. I have a fiance, so it doesn't define any of that, my creativity. And I think that's a beautiful reminder that we have to keep in the back of our heads just because there's something that's a piece of us doesn't mean that's who we are. It doesn't embody our whole self. That is so important because we do get stuck in these identities and these stories and these labels and it's not, it's not who we are. It's not. So that that's really the basis of my coaching. Like I said, it's very dynamic, very holistic, and we really do tap into the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual piece. That's amazing. So how do people like, what's the best way for them to reach out to you to work with you? And then kind of what's your your process? Sure. So right now, my website is being worked on. So I don't have a link for that just yet. But when I do, I will give that to you. But right now, it's health underscore coach underscore Amanda on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's Amanda Michelle wink so it's michelle with two l's wink w-i-n-k so you can find me on facebook or you can find me on instagram okay and we can put those in the show notes for anyone who wants to reach out with you so when you when you have a client what is it that you do like weekly calls weekly zooms like what is the process there so glad you asked that really good question so right now i um, am doing one-on-one coaching And what that looks like, it's a four to six month. And it just depends on what the person needs. Some people need a little bit more support. So four to six months of one-on-one coaching. And they get weekly phone calls with me. Um, We also have a check-in process that I do with them. And then uh, we focus on like nutrition goals, like life domain goals. I also do some one-on-one sessions. So let's say for somebody that's not in a place that they're looking to do an intensive one-on-one program, I also do one-on-one nutrition and mindset intensives. And those are 60 minute phone calls. That's an interesting offer. Yeah. Yeah. And then I am going to be re-releasing Metamorphosis in July. So it's Metamorphosis 2.0 and that's going to be an eight week group program. And we're really focusing deeper into the mindset, the emotional eating. Right now, Metamorphosis that I've conducted, it's more of a beta 
program. So this is going to be a more long-term two-month program coming out. Right. And and group programs are, are very transformative. I, I've done one and I was talking with my coach and she's doing one. And one of the extra benefits of that is hearing from other women what they're going through and seeing how common certain issues are. Yes. Yeah. I love the group programs. I really feel like it's such a beautiful, safe space for these women to rely on each other. It's a tribe of women. And that's the beautiful thing. You do get to see how common it is. And you have more than one cheerleader when you're in that group system too. You know, somebody might have a very similar background of like stress eating or their triggers might be similar. So being able to have those connections and those supports on their journey. It is just so amazing to see. And the women are already relying on each other in this group. Like they're opening up and they're getting more comfortable about their past and the changes that they're looking to see. So it's just really awesome. Yeah. The group setting it, you know, it helps you individually, but there's that immediate realization that I'm not broken because, you know, we want to, we want to think that we're broken, that there's something wrong with us. Mm -hmm. And then when you see you're like, Oh no, all these other amazing women struggle with the same or similar issue. It's just like an immediate comfort that this happens. This is a human experience and you're not broken. Exactly that. And it's just so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I've had some women that they say like, Oh my gosh, I've, I've been through, you know, the closets and I'm eating all this food. And I'm like, girl, I've been there too. And it's just, you know, to hear those stories and come together. I think that's a big part of the process too, is being able to find your tribe. Like who are your people that, yeah, you might call on a bad day, but who are the people that you call when you're celebrating the good stuff too? And you know what? That's something that you can find in these group programs too is you get to create that tribe and celebrate the small wins celebrate the huge wins talk about those struggles that's why I love group programs because we're there through thick and thin whether it's like the good days or the bad days right that's support from other women that have been there that that's amazing and very helpful with the healing process and with growing and getting through it um so yes everyone follow Amanda check that out you know look into the 2.0 2.0 version. That it'll be coming out in July. So keep that's an eye out. Be, yeah, that's going to be life changing for women. That's amazing, Amanda. Thank you so much. It's my true passion. I just love helping people on their own individual journeys. And I want to be that cheerleader for them. I'm very passionate in helping other women just because I've been there and I know what it's like to not have that cheerleader, like especially when I was younger, not having that person when I was being bullied about my weight and my looks, you know, like I want to be that person that I wish I had when I was younger. So even though like we're older now, I want to be that cheerleader for that person that feels like they're alone because they're not alone and they have support. And you know, there is somebody that's out there that cares about them or that's been in that same situation or very similar situation. And that's just why I'm so passionate about it because I've been there. That's just where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that's the beautiful thing about most people that I talk with that have become coaches. It's because they had a struggle or multiples. They found coaching. And it changed their life. It's not a Zen, maybe type Buddha, perfect, right. you know, like nothing wrong with that. But it's not some kind of perfect person that has all these answers. Yeah. It's someone who struggled and tried so much and then found tools that work. Exactly. And it's progress over perfection. That's the biggest thing too. 
there is no, I don't believe that there's an actual finish line, if that makes sense. I think we're always like getting closer to where we want to be, but we're always evolving. So I don't think it's fair to say that, oh, now I've hit the end line. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. I'm never learning and growing again. Like, I don't think that's even reality, you know? So I think we're always progressing and being able to shape shift who we are. You know, there's always room to grow. And yeah, that's the beautiful thing about having a coach is like that coach is going to push you further from a place of love and probably even further than you would have pushed yourself. That's the one thing that I have found so helpful with investing in myself and having a coach is they pushed me that 10 extra feet that I most likely wouldn't have pushed myself. Right. And that can make a huge difference in your life and in in your life satisfaction and and quality. It's very important. You know, that made me think I, I like to work with perfectionists. And that's something that that comes up with them because they like things to be so perfect. And many times they're high achieving and very successful in certain areas, Mm -hmm. but there are other things that they want to do. And if they branch out, if there's any struggle, if it's not perfect, they give up or they freeze and they just don't get anywhere. And then they're frustrated and unhappy. So, you know, you look at them and you're like, oh, they're successful. They're great. Why would they need a coach? And it's because there are things that they truly want that Mm -hmm. they're being held back from. And you have to truly believe it too. Like that's a big part of it too, is like believing. And yeah, you're right. On the outside, it might look like to others, they're super successful. But if that person's not feeling it and doesn't believe it, that's okay. That's why they invested in a coach. They need that extra support. And yeah, I agree. I've worked with some people too that are perfectionistic. I still work on that too. Like sometimes, you know, I have, but again, it comes back to the expectation. Like I have high expectations of myself. So if I miss the bar, it's like, oh crap, I failed, but you have to rewire. And that's the big thing we work on is just rewiring our brain that like you didn't actually fail, but it's the self-expectation you put on yourself. That's why it makes you feel like you failed. So our definition of failure varies because I might see myself as, oh, I failed in this realm, but my best friend could be like, oh my gosh, look at her thriving. It's all about perspective too. Yeah. It's not failure until you give up. It's just a learning experience, but it's very hard for perfectionists and high achieving women that they want perfect and it doesn't exist. So it creates a lot of mental, you know, anxiety and depression about it not being perfect. And like you said, then there are other people looking at them like, wow, <laughs> look at what they're doing. That's awesome. Well, one thing too, and I would love to challenge the listeners too, is like, what is your definition of perfect? Because it looks different for everybody too. And we know it doesn't exist, but it makes me curious to wonder like if everything was ideal, what would that look like for that individual person? Right. Mm-hmm. Even if it was achievable and you had your perfect, other people wouldn't agree that that was perfect. Yeah. It's, it really is about perspective and how we view ourselves. (laughs) Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you so much, Lisa.